Tēnā koutou katoa ki te whakarongo mai koutou ki te pano ko Wallace Chapman aho. Kia mai tono mai koutou katoa coming up on the programme. The board of Team New Zealand has rejected the joint Crown Auckland offer of $99 million to host the next America's Cup regatta. Do you bemoan the loss of America's Cup for Aotearoa? Should they up the contribution? Yachting instructor and sailor Penny Whiting on that. And 1.2 million victims a year, but only a quarter bother going to police. This from a crime and victim survey, we discussed that. Also, new research sheds a light on how screen time may impact on the cognitive development of children. What is the limit? Plus, we have found what has been touted as the coolest little cafe in New Zealand. Stiff competition, though. Why not give a shout-out for your little local? Do you have one? Where do you get a morning coffee? You can text us here, 2101. You can email me at thepanel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Cindy Michener, ex-CEO of eVentures, a former TV and marketing exec, now running her own specialist uh, executive search business, Welcome, Cindy. Thanks, Wallace. Lovely to yep, be here. Nice to have you on the program. And with us in studio is writer and film producer Nick Ward. Nick, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm splendid. Absolutely nice splendid. to have you here yeah. in the Auckland studio. It's great, it's great to be in Auckland. You like Auckland? Uh, yes. Kind I, of? I, I should say yes, shouldn't I? Yes. Yes, I do. No, yes. Good, good six out of ten. Well, I'm <laughs> to have you here. Uh, right, now, every Wednesday, uh, we, of course, do what is what we call Dear Panel. We have a couple of letters that come through, then we kind of save them up. We had to get a few each week. So here are a couple. The first one is from Dale in Wellington. Dear Panel, it seems like you're all busy people, well used to getting a lot done in the day. My issue is procrastination. As much as I have tried, whenever I sit down to work, I manage to do anything but I get up for a cuppa, I peel a banana, I scroll from my feed or decide to wipe my desk. In short, my concentration span is extremely short. Would meditation help? Give us some tips. That's from Dana Williams around the panel. Well, I'm exactly the same. So my advice would be give yourself plenty of time so you do all those things. Get up, get your coffee, wipe your desk down, put your pad straight, get your pencil, write your heading, and then when there is nothing else that you can possibly do, write your report. Or, That's or, not what, bad. or whatever it is. That's but not bad. Do all of that stuff. It's but a deli- back yourself into a it's corner. It's a delaying tactic, though, isn't it? The reason why we don't do all that up front is because we just want to uh, delay the inevitable, and that is putting pen to paper, for example, to write that. I don't know, essay, or write that, that, that film in front of you, yeah. Nick. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And for my, me, I think the greatest secret to that, because I have to sit down every day and I'm working on a new screenplay, um, what I do is, as, and it's about the day before, so wherever I stop, I stop just as I'm about to write a great scene or write something <laughs> I'm really looking forward to doing. That's a good idea. I, I don't write myself dry, so to speak. So when I sit down the next day... I'm good. I'm excited. You're good to go. You're good to go. So I don't know what you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to. I can't wait to write that thing. So stop before the exciting thing happens. That's a really good tip. So you don't you don't finish at the end of the you don't roll on through. Finish at the end of the chapter, and you don't start tomorrow with a new chapter. No, no, no. You don't do that. You finish just as they're about to blow up the Death Star. A cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff. Set yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Set yourself your own cliffhangers. Do you? Do you? Is that what you do? Do you? Do you? Sit at your desk every day and write scripts. I, I, no, I sit at the kitchen table and write scripts. I just, I discovered that a desk made it feel too much like 
proper work. So sitting at the kitchen table is much more fun. Is it hard? <laughs> is it hard to, to I mean, this, this speaks directly to you, doesn't it? Procrastination. Yeah. Oh, yeah, procrastination. But the thing is, uh, it was actually, I was, I was talking to Raybon Khan the other day, and, and he's been doing a writing project, and he was saying, I discovered something shocking about writing, because we were both working on the same show. And he said, writing's not about writing. I said, no, it's not. That's the secret. Wait, don't you write it in your head first? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I do that when I'm you know, writing a, a document. I write it and write it and write it in my head, mm-hmm. and then I pretend that I'm going to do it, but I put my pens in the row and make the coffee and do all of that. Then all of a sudden it just, like, gushes out. I, 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 I've got to say, Cindy, that's exactly how I work. I, I have to tell myself the story before yeah. I write it. Both yeah. of those really yeah. good tips, really good advice. So, Dale, I hope you're happy for that, with that. Uh, dear Dale, put it to one side and get back to it, says <laughs> one. By the way, great... Uh, Hot tips for your local cafe favourite. I'm just going to give one right now. Luscious Cafe, Onihanga, more superb long black, says Gary in Mount Eden. To our second question, this is from Jeanette in St. Clair, which is in Dunedin. A question on camper vanning. Being a person who has never been camper vanning and no desire to, my partner has expressed a desire and wish for the family to go on a camper van five-day break through central Otago. I'd prefer a three-day stay at a boutique hotel. One camper van, five days, two adults and a four-year-old. I can't think of a worse idea, but I'm prepared to be convinced. Has anyone been camper vanning? What's it actually like? (laughs) Well, I used to go virtually every weekend for 15 years because I had a horse truck. Took my child to you horse shows. You can in a horse truck. Yeah, we live in the. I mean, the front. Must be cold. No, the, I mean, listen. Some of the horse oh, trucks, sorry. not mine. You, not, were... you don't live in the horse truck. Yeah, you do. You live in no, the front no, of you it. You don't live in the horse truck. Yes, you do. You can't. You do. Well, some of these trucks hay, are worth seven hundred thousand dollars. Not mine, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, some of these horse trucks have got pop-out sides and pop-out no. roofs. Yeah, and they people go from show to show through the season. And and so my advice to the camper van lady is just get a decent one. Make sure everything works and that it's warm because it will be hell on earth if it's cold and it's leaking, oh. the fridge doesn't go. But if it's, you know, it's like a little motel room and off you go. And you must, must have a, a loo. Yeah, have you been camper vanning or are you a boutique hotel person? Uh, well, I, I, in my youth, I, I, I camped from one side of America to the other, travelled across America and stayed in campgrounds and camped out. I actually spent, wow. I spent my 21st birthday at Carlsbad Caverns in America. That's how. But um, after that, I decided never to ever stay in a tent again. Uh, that, that kind of got it out yeah. of my system. And nowadays, yeah, it's, you know, I'm, 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 I, I'm, a, I'm a rich screenwriter. I, I stay. Boutique hotels, oh, darling! You know, <laughs> I, I buy mansions now. I dot them around the world. No, I, I don't do any of that. I don't but, do. Look, that. you would be amazed at how well appointed, uh, when not just horse trucks, but the camper vans are. Uh, you know, it's a little be home a, away from home. Be adventurous, here's someone. Just be adventurous. Five days through a targa in a camper van will be fabulous. Mm. Uh, to the panel, uh, I suggest Dale try the Pomodoro technique. Your other panellist technique is well known as parking on the hill. Uh, so um, where did the horse go? I've got to ask In you. In the back. The horses go sideways, right? You know, some trucks take 
six, eight horses. Mine took four, and they go sideways in the back, and then there's a front compartment, <laughs> which is, you know... I mean, mine was modest, but some of them, believe you me, are not modest. When you finished, get home, go online and look up, you know, million-dollar horse trucks. There's lots of them. Just amazing. I once caught a flight with a whole lot of horses, a uh, flight from, from Amsterdam to, to uh, L.A., and uh, it was like half a plane, and at the back was all cut off, and these, pe- these people that I'd met on plane, you've got to come and see this. Went down <laughs> the back, and there was a whole lot of horses and stalls. Mm. Yep. I went, I wondered why this flight was so cheap. <laughs> so this uh, was a cargo your favorite little, plane. Your favourite little locals are coming through uh, thick and fast. Val at Kawakawa Bay. We have the best little cafe open by Kerry and Mark. It's called the Church Cafe. Delicious breakfast and snacks. It brings our small community together, and they are so friendly. It feels very personal, and it is the best addition to our small community, which is really the function of a great cafe, isn't it, Nick? It's, it's actually the – we'll talk about that later, but it's a, yeah. it's community. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely – and, and we, we do the same thing with our pubs as well. We do. We do. Sometimes we do. <laughs> okay, uh, I've been thinking. Cindy, you first. Uh, thank you. So now, I've got this great idea, probably for you, Nick, because it's mm. for a Netflix movie. And <laughs> what I was actually thinking about was um, an item on the news, I think, last week, about how Māori were possibly the very first humans to ever set eyes on the frozen continent, Antarctica, right? Mm. And so put that in context with um, dear old Mr Goldsmith saying, you know, on balance, colonisation was a good thing. <laughs> and you say, OK, well, possibly they saw Antarctica first. We know that um, pre-colonisation, Māori were trading um, with New South Wales and California so I was thinking, what a great idea for a movie, New Zealand Today, without okay. colonisation. How exciting could that story be? We could write anything we like. I mean, I've seen one which was uh, London if the Germans had won. Yes. So it's, it's a re-visualisation of history. You know, you get... Um, you know, who who wrote all those? Hilary Mantel or someone. Oh, no, sorry, you. Great Nick, writer. Nick, I, you I, and Hilary Mantel. Yeah. yeah can How you would that, it Nick? look? I, I, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm always a fan of... No, it, it wouldn't be my story to tell. It would be... Uh, I feel that that's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, definitely a Māori or a Pacific Island story because, you know, it was it was theirs <laughs> and what it would be like, what, you know? But what would it be like? Yeah. Someone will do it, I'm sure. But interesting yeah. research. That yeah. was a new paper, wasn't it, from the uh, university? of Otago, combining literature and oral histories. Yeah. Uh, they, included, they concluded that Māori were likely to be the first people to explore Antarctica's surrounding waters. There will be yeah. a film in that some way. Hopefully one day yeah. it'll get... because uh, they, I mean, they were so good at seafaring. Uh, thank you, uh, Cindy. Uh, right, time for I've Been Thinking, Nick Ward. Uh, well, I've been thinking about this thing, and I'm calling it uh, Taking It For Granite. Uh, you know that thing where you've heard someone say, oh, oh I take it for granite. I know yep. you mean you take it for granted. Yes. Or, or to all intensive purposes. No, it's a, to all intents and purposes. And you often discover these things late in life and go, oh, I'm 50 years old and I've 
I've just learned that it's actually intense and purposes rather than intensive purposes. And it's this well <laughs> flash of embarrassment. This flash of embarrassment. <laughs> Suddenly your world changes around you. I thought one, and my one was really embarrassing. I always thought, you know, you talk about someone having roid rage, uh, and, and I didn't realise it was steroids. I always thought it was hair hemorrhoids that people got hemorrhoid rage. Oh, hemorrhoid rage. I, I hemorrhoid it was rage. Road. No, no, no. Uh, roid rage is like when, when people get yeah. And, and, and when so, people say roid rage, Nick thought it was hemorrhoid rage, <laughs> not steroid <laughs> rage. Not not steroid rage. Ooh. Yeah. So that, that, so I I had to then re go back and think. I've had some very uncomfortable conversations <laughs> with some people over the years. Terribly sorry. Look, I I've got one, and it's really embarrassing. You know, in the business news, when they're talking about indexes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they talk about the price of crude or a barrel of crude oil. Mm-hmm. I used to think they were talking about the price of a barrel of Krug champagne. <laughs> I know. I mean, what a weirdo. And I was what thinking... What kind of world do you live in? You can buy think, Krug champagne and barrels. Well, I know. I was thinking, <laughs> I didn't know you get barrel. Oh, I thought, OK, well, possibly that's an indicator, isn't it? Price of champagne's up or down. And know. so what happened, you were at a uh, executive <laughs> corporate function one day and someone says, what do you mean by a Krug oil barrel? <laughs> Is that how it came up? No, I actually, when I was at eVentures and, you know, we were listed on the stock exchange, it said, right, to listen really closely. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, it's not Krug at all, it's crude. Because <laughs> I know champagne bottles come in different sizes. There's I... a Magnum and then there's a Nebuchadnezzar. <gasps> and then did you think a barrel a was obviously... Barrel. <laughs> Whole barrel, you know, gosh. To all intensive purposes. <laughs> to all intents and purposes. Intensive purposes. Is that Amazing. a malapropism? Take it for granted. No, yeah, yeah. Is it? Know. Yes, it uh, is. There we yes. go. Uh, and, uh, yes, uh, listeners, do you have uh, examples of words they've said wrong? Or, or you said wrong unknowingly. Yeah, or it doesn't even be a word. Sometimes it's a phrase. It's this revelation that then your life for is, many years, is forever changed. For many, many years, up until the age of 45, I always thought it was albite and not albeit. Albeit. Oh, albite. Right. Yeah. Said that on the radio. Yeah. The first show on RNZ back in 2014. Uh, many cafes coming through. We have a big show with us, uh, including Nick Ward and Cindy Mitchell. What have they been thinking about on the panel?